Hello and welcome to the Fire Officer Project Podcast, a show where we will discuss and learn together about topics specific to the American Fire Service. Come along as we explore areas such as firehouse traditions and culture, the fire family life, leadership, as well as getting yourself ready to be the company officer. This show is for everyone from the rookie firefighter to newly promoted officers. I'm your host, Mark McCurdy. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome to episode 10 of the Fire Officer Project. This one is truly episode 10. I know I said that in the opening of the last one. Uh, put out 10 segments, one being a 9-11 bonus episode. So to keep everything in order on, if you're looking at how these things are laid out, this will be truly episode 10. We're going to title this one, Allowing Yourself to Be New. Doesn't matter which rank, I'm going to more focus on the company officer, but you're going to understand what I'm talking about in each area when I'm talking about being new. So hope you enjoy and let's get started. All righty, and here we go with episode 10. Allowing yourself to be new. And I kind of explained in the introduction there, every time I start one of these episodes, it's like I'm reinventing the wheel. I got to get myself and everything laid out and how I want it to be. And then it has to do with because I've got too many gaps in between how soon I'm releasing these things. So I think we all know how it is in life. We're just staying busy, busy, busy. But this is something I'm passionate about. So I know I talked about it in multiple episodes of saying, I've got to be better at getting it out, better at getting it out. But I think I've, in the past few weeks, accomplished a few things I wanted to, which is going to allow me to now focus on the material. So hopefully uh, you weren't waiting too long. I actually got some messages from people on Instagram saying, like, waiting for more material. Let's go. So positive. I like it because not only did it give me a little kick in the butt to realize, hey, it's been almost a month, actually over a month, I think. So that's because of some stuff I'm going to talk about here quickly. So in case you haven't seen on Instagram or just a uh, bit of made aware, our website is up www.thefireofficerproject.com. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to figure all this stuff out myself. It's actually just a little bit of work of getting a website, having, getting your domain, getting a host, all these things. So there's the website there. And uh, I'm pretty proud of what I've done so far. I mean, Maybe there's a ton I could do, obviously. So if you have experience in that web design or things like that, that maybe aesthetically looks better or something I can do, then go ahead and shoot me a message. But it's got a lot of things on there. Um, Not only like a little bit of a bio, um, it links all the podcast episodes on there. There's even a blog. So I'm going to start typing some things out. That's kind of like a side bonus thing and maybe um, some ideas that I fill in the holes after I do these episodes and then realize, oh, I wanted to talk about this. It gives me a platform to go back and blog or type and write it down there as well. There's a calendar link. As I had described earlier, there's going to be a way that you can click on the calendar. I put up there what days and times I have available. So in between my days off and time, I've kind of put some hours. So it'll be in the morning after I get home from the gym before I go to pick up my kids if I'm home or whatever it may be. I have a schedule up there you can click on. It sends me a notification. It's 30 minutes and it doesn't. And then once you click on that and tell me that's what you want to do based on those days, then we can figure out if we want to do Zoom or FaceTime or phone call or however you want it to be. And we can talk about anything. We can talk about this stuff, any topic I've talked about here, um, ideas or, or questions you may have about promoting. That's what I'm putting myself out there for to do. Um, 
no charge, nothing of that nature. Uh, I'm just willing to pass on some information. So that's, there's a link there for that. I even have a little link that says donate. And all I'm saying there is if you feel like you're getting anything out of it and you want to donate a little bit, that's great. I've had a few people already do that, which I highly appreciate because it's allowing me to buy some more equipment a little bit sooner than when I'm trying to budget for everything else. But because uh, I want to expand this now to I've had requests to go places and, and people want to talk about certain incidents. And um, I just think that who, who just wants to listen to me the whole time. So I think interviews are going to be a big thing. So that's what's been allowing me to do that on those donations. But ultimately, it's not a monetary thing to me. What I get out of it is if you share these episodes with people or just kind of talk about it, that's huge for me. It's like word of mouth is just this grassroots type thing that's spawning off. So, and the more I do research, the more I realize there's a handful of other people doing the same thing I'm doing way farther down the road than I am with uh, classes and some people teaching at FDIC and things like that, which is great. I'm not there, but it's kind of motivating to see where it can go. So you want to check out the website, check it out there. Uh, a couple other things. I'm going to start putting up pictures and all kinds of things up there. And as it expands, it just grows. So it was a way to start. So that that is all set up there. Uh, my next thing I got to do is LLC or sole proprietor, that kind of thing. But that's just business things I got to figure out. Um, more so, I just like literally sitting down, building the program on GarageBand and f- recording this episode. So that's what I really like to do. But I also need to pay attention to the background where I can stay organized and and things of that nature. So anyways, been getting, like I said, a few messages on Instagram, uh, have some dates set up with some people in the next few weeks that we're going to talk about their promotion. And what's pretty awesome is it's it's people from all over the country. So I'm going to learn how they do things and they're going to learn some of the things that I can pass on to them. It's going to be a good, nice back and forth. So I think that's going to be pretty cool. So that's what I was working on this past month. Um, what I've laid out now finally is this episode and the next three episodes I already have laid out, which that was told to me when I first did this is lay them out ahead of time so that you're not trying to scramble because then time gets too far away, which is exactly the trap I fell into. But I'm, I'm able to meet with other people who have been doing this and really take to heart what they're saying. And now I see it. So sometimes it's going to be like what I'm talking about in this episode. People can tell you what to do, but until you actually do it and fall on your face and then realize, oh, that didn't work, then you finally go, okay, they were right, number one. Number two, I just needed to experience it myself to to see it. So anyways, the next few episodes are laid out, but let's focus on this one. So uh, I know there's a lot where, which is funny because I try not to hit the microphone because then when I start talking, I'm still tar- talking with my hands, even though I know nobody can see me. So I try not to bump into things, but once I get going, I don't edit this thing very much other than to compress some spots where I may pause or have to push pause to cough or do whatever, but there isn't a lot of editing. So I kind of just freely flow with it. So occasionally you hear me stop and maybe have to get a drink of water. I'll try to pause the recording so you don't have to listen to that, but it may glitch here and there. Well, that's just because I just want to get the stuff out. I don't want to sit there in long post-production and try to make it work, you know, sound professional yet. One day, maybe I'll get there, but Anyways, so allowing yourself to be new, that's the topic I want to mention. And we're going to talk about that. Then uh, about a month ago, I put out a question, a little bit longer question on Instagram asking for 
what kind of material or what type of topics do people want to hear? So I, I took one from that group. I'm going to talk about it. So that'll be the second half of this. And what else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just going to be talking about being new, question from the audience type thing, and then we'll wrap it up. So being new. Now, obviously, I focus, my main focus is on company officer and promoting, but that's just because that's what I'm passionate about now. But it's not like I didn't start out, explore, reserve firefighter, probationary, engineer, and now captain. Those are all different phases that you work up to that you're new, right? No matter what rank you bump into or bump up to or promote into, it's new. Now, yeah, you lean on your experience prior to that and on your decision-making or things that you've practiced and did your sets and reps for, but until you're in the seat promoted, it's all going to be new to all of us, no matter how long we've had on. Now, yes, you hear me complain all the time that I think people promote too fast sometimes and what experience do they have to lean back on? That's personal preference, how people promote, and that's only my opinion, so... I think there's needs you need to allow yourself to have time to be new, but also time to gain experience. But right now, I'm just going to focus on the new part. So when you're new, probationary, everybody lays all this stuff out and tells you how you should be a good rookie or a good probationary firefighter, and then it's up to you to make that happen. Well, as you promote up in the ranks, it kind of drops off, right? I mean, maybe it's just me, but it's almost like you're thrown out there in the deep end and it's like, figure it out. Yeah, you might have a little academy you go to or some kind of promotional academy or maybe you have a department that's very strict on a whole process that they do to make sure that you do have that reinforcement, which is cool. Um, but it seems like once you're on probation, it's up to you not it's then it's up to you to decide when you want to promote, if you want to promote, at what time in your life or career. And then you're kind of thrown in the deep end to figure it out. At least that's been what my experience has seen of how you get up up the ladder. So, but I don't necessarily want to focus on you know, testing and all that stuff. I'm going to say, okay, now you promoted to engineer or you're a new captain, lieutenant, whatever it may be. You have to give yourself time to be new. It's not like you get, you get in that seat and all of a sudden you turn it on and it's like, oh, psh, easy, I got it. It's completely new. As soon as you sit in that seat, day one, and I even tell people it's going to be uncomfortable and you're not going to feel like you know what you're doing right for a few months. Maybe the whole six months if you're on probation, six-month probation for promoted rank. So right now I'm just going to focus on the company officer stuff. It takes time, right? It takes time to learn all the new things you need to know. Same thing when you become a driver, apparatus operator, uh, engineer, whatever your department calls it, you got a whole new thing to look at, but it's also motivating because you're like, all right, I'm doing something new. So you're excited to do something new, but you also have to realize you just have to give yourself time to make mistakes, to learn new things, to experience that seat and what's going to happen. We, we rush and think we need to have all the answers right away, but sometimes you can't. Now the day-to-day -day stuff, yeah, you probably should know how to put your personnel on duty and put them get them paid and all that stuff. But even that, you haven't seen every situation prior to being promoted. So there's going to be bumps on that as well. 
just on those, it seems like we're, we give ourselves time to, to learn from, cause it's not mission critical usually right away, like life or death, usually the admin stuff, but we want to know. And sometimes the dangerous one is the person that thinks they know everything right. Really young into it. And they think they, oh yeah, they got it wired. And you probably all can picture who that is, whether it's a front or whether they truly think they know it. One of those is dangerous, right? So, um, or both maybe. So allow yourself to be new. Uh, what was I going to say here? So I'm looking at my notes as I go. So you got to allow yourself to be new. Then you got to allow yourself to screw up. And the only way, if you can control it, is to try to get to a busy spot. Sets and reps. You're going to hear the same thing from me. And I think you already know this. It's not like I'm creating something mystical that, oh, I never thought of that. Of course, it's sets and reps. We learn by muscle memory. We learn by mistakes and just repetition. If you can figure out a way or if your department allows for you to get to a busy spot, cool. But sometimes even in our big department, you can't control that. It's almost like a lot of the new people that promote go to the slowest spots that nobody wants, unfortunately, usually, until you have bid rights or a time where you can, uh, you're in a temporary spot, whatever it may be, before you can actually get to where you want to be. So even if you can't control and you get into a spot that's not as desirable as where you'd like to be from the get-go, run with it. Learn something new in that area because you probably wouldn't bid there. There's probably something unique about it, but you never know. In my time in the fire service, I've learned one thing for sure. Things burn in any district. There's a reason there's a district for it, for the fire department, because stuff burns. Frequency is what the difference is. But I pretty much have worked quite a few stations in our large department, and I guarantee there's been a fire in every one of those districts. No matter how slow it is, Eventually, it may be once a year or once every five years, but they're eventually going to have something. It's up to you to take that time, even when you're there and you're like, Ugh, I don't want to be here, to just make the best of it. So all I'm trying to say is, is pump the brakes a little. Each day, learn something, master your craft, go through those reps. And yeah, you're going to have a lot more time maybe to sit in the office and be bored and watch videos or read books, but you also have plenty of time to get out there and physically do some work because also in our department and probably most, there could be times where you're newly promoted. The firefighter may be new. The engineer may be new. Um, use that time for all of you to learn in different ranks and pass on your knowledge. There's always new things that are coming up from the probationary people that are getting on the job that is new. So you can all learn from each other. Um, so not only is it allowing yourself to be new, but time, right? So time to just get those slides in the carousel to let those experiences happen. And then you realize, well, I should have said that on the radio. I should have said this. I like that. I did this. So don't constantly beat yourself up. Um, remember the things that you did well and correct the things that, you know, like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or that sounded dumb on the radio. Um, I constantly remind people all the time, and I think this is uh, nationwide. I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't just be our area, but Pulse Point. Everybody knows what Pulse Point is. If you haven't, check out the app. You can set it up for 
areas around you to be notified when structure fires, brush fires, TC traps, things like that go out. I think it mainly started when it was a way to alert people if you were close to someone that needed CPR. There was even a component for that. So even if you can't, even if your area doesn't have pulse point um, associated with their dispatch system, look into it. It's pretty, pretty impressive because the cardiac arrest part of it is pretty cool. You can get an alert if you're within a vicinity. I don't know how close, but you have to be pretty close to somebody that's in need of CPR. And um, it kind of pinpoints where, but anyways, my point is, is that a lot of us have this alert set up in our area. It's linked to our dispatch as well. And we see a brush go out or a structure fire. And then you have the little apps or the Bofang radios you can buy off of Amazon and program. And not only are the people on duty that day listening to your size ups and what you're saying on the radio, but there's people all over the world, technically, that could listen to your size up and everything. So I try to jokingly remind people that that could happen, but who cares? Just do your thing, right? There's still things that I say that I'm like, why did I just say that? And that's been five, six years as a captain. And I still go, ugh, that was dumb. Why did I say that? And that's just constant learning. It could be something I've never been thrown at. that has been thrown at me and, oh, let me think about this, how I'm going to say it. So things like that. And where I think this comes from is we're constantly trying to move on to the next thing. We're not staying in the moment. I don't know about you, but I have to physically tell myself all the time to stay in the moment, right? Like enjoy what you're experiencing, not only if it's not just work, because I don't want to constantly talk about work stuff, but even family, right? Like you're you're always thinking about something that's going to happen tomorrow or a thing you need to do next week. And sometimes it's hard to just focus and stay in the moment. And I noticed that a ton now that I've had two kids and they're getting older and my oldest is 11. It's crazy. It's gone by and people tell you all the time, oh, it's going to go by so fast. Well, they're right. Because now I get worried, not worried, but concerned that I really have this summer and maybe six more summers with her before she may go off to college or maybe I have less time than that before she says pound sand and I don't want to hang out with you, but. Right. So each day that I'm home, I try to make awareness of staying in the moment and just enjoying what they got going on, even when they're being a pain in the rear and you're trying to teach them some life things and it's being difficult. You still just have to enjoy the moment. And at the end of this, I'll explain to you a thing that that happens pretty regularly at work that checks me hard that has taught me as I've gone a little bit farther down in life to stay in that moment, to be happy with what you have, to keep moving forward. Like you always hear me say, but you know, a lot of this, even though I'm talking and I'm putting it out to people, this is like therapy for myself too, to like remind myself physically, Hey, make sure you're doing the same thing. You're mentioning to people of what to do. So, okay. So where I think that people get in this fast forward type, uh, they want to know it now. They need to think they know it all right away. They need it. They they want it. Is We're so ingrained, I think, now with instant gratification. Like you want to know it now. You want the experience now. You want to just jump in that seat and be confident. And that's good. But just know it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You got to give yourself time to get there. 
if you could download a button and plug something in like it's the matrix and be like, oh, you get downloaded everything into you that a company officer should need to know, that'd be awesome. That really wouldn't be that fun, right? Because there wouldn't be hurdles, there wouldn't be obstacles, there wouldn't be wins and losses. But I think we're just getting, not necessarily ruined, but God. And you know what's one of the things that I notice is, I think we all do it, at least most of us. We look at something like Amazon. You can order something right now. It's May 4th. One o'clock in the afternoon, I'm, I'm recording this. I could order something now. In most part, if it's in Prime, probably could be here tomorrow. If not, the next day for sure. That's the type of things that build in, right? We're so used to this instant response from people, text messages, instant information sent to us, emails, Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, delivery food, just like this, bam, everything is just right you can have it like now. But when it comes to experience and life, it's a weird pairing to me that we can't even have that in life. It's not like you're going to go from, you know, I'm going to age 50 years right now. It's just like, geez, you know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe I'm not making sense and I'm babbling, but it's just weird how I think we feel like sometimes we're going to get passed up. So we need to promote now because look at all these clowns that are promoting that you're like, oh, If that guy got promoted, I need to. Well, make sure it's right for you. The time's right for you. Sometimes I think we get wrapped up in thinking we're going to get skipped over, but maybe. Yes, in smaller departments, it's tougher. I understand. I worked for a smaller department before. Four or five people would take the test and one or two would get promoted. I get that. I understand that. But until you feel like you're ready or you're on a trajectory path to be ready, Don't worry about anybody else. Worry about you. I brought it up in other episodes. Yeah, if you want to be the fire chief of your department, you probably got to be on a little bit faster trajectory, a little bit faster pace. But if you have a goal like, yes, one day I'd like to be a captain. Okay, by what age? I tried to tell myself 40, 40-ish is the time I wanted to. I got hired when I was 25. Okay, that's where I wanted to be. 40 would have been half my career. If I was halfway through Good. That's what I wanted. I got hired or promoted 41. Okay. That was kind of my goal. And if I stay where I'm at now, I still have another eight or nine years. Still half of my career would have been as a captain. Now other people say, oh, don't you want to keep promoting? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. For me, it's I'm good where I'm at right here, but that's the time frame I'm trying to look at, right? We on one aspect we're in instant gratification and everything's on fast forward, but when you do the thirty thousand foot view, you're like, goodness, if I promoted with ten years and I really didn't want to go much farther, that's twenty more years that you're gonna be sitting in that right front seat. Now maybe yes, you could do forty hour things, you could do other projects, you could promote farther, but you know what I'm getting at. So I just think sometimes we get ruined by how fast life comes at us and the ability to order things and just have everything at the touch of your hand or fingers that it doesn't always line up with every part of our life. And then we're like, what the hell's going on? So, and I tried to relay this story last weekend. My oldest was playing softball, her normal thing with her travel league. And they're 10, 10, 11 year olds getting ready to finish up the season, go to the 12 U level. 
So we we watch 12 U softball games and you can see it in their face like they're frustrated. And my, at least my oldest is when I talk to her. She's like frustrated right now because she wants to be bigger and she wants to be taller and she wants to be stronger, which I try to tell her, look, you're almost, you're almost there. Don't rush it. Enjoy the time with your friends now. Learn every game. Yeah, okay, you had a rough day today. Okay, I know it sucks. You might have struck out or do whatever, but allow yourself to grow up. Like, you imagine if you let yourself grow up and then go, like now, I constantly, but I often sit there and think, like, if you had the knowledge you have now at the age you are now, to go back and do life over again, say, I don't know, high school, mid-high school, just as you're leaving high school, and had that knowledge about finances and mistakes you made on finances or things that you did awesome, but now you're like, oh, I could have tripled what I did there, you know, whatever it may be. Imagine how far down the life you could be if you had one more shot at it with the experience you already have. It's kind of crazy, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me trying to be a parent and being soft right now as far as like being a softie and realizing my kids are going to grow up fast and I'm trying to make sure I give them the best information I can. It's a great thing about this job, right? So you're home and there's times where you're not home for a long stretch, but when you are home, you get to see a lot, which is good. So I think that part's cool. But anyways, I try to tell her like, let yourself have time to be new at the sport, but also to grow up. Just give yourself time. It's going to be okay. But you know, I couldn't imagine growing up as a kid now. Like we're struggling with my 11 and 12 year old who constantly wants a phone. And I shouldn't say struggling because we just tell her no, but to explain it to her, like, you don't, you don't need one right now. Okay. And here's why. So anyways, uh, let me think here. Let me look at my notes. Um, okay. So I always say, keep moving forward, do that type of stuff. So I don't want to say like, oh, I have plenty of time to get where I want to be. Fine line, right? You don't want to necessarily want to be lazy and say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow because we know what that translates to weeks, months, years. Same thing I did to myself here. Oh, I'll get it tomorrow. I'll work in overtime and then I'll record the podcast and then I'll edit it. Da, 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 da. It's been a month. And yes, I didn't let that one slip a minute ago where I said it was May 4th. Yeah, I'm in that perfect zone. I'm a Star Wars nerd too. I'm just not going to say it because I think it's kind of cheesy. But anyways, uh, make each day count. But remember, you got to give yourself time to be new, to have those experiences. And then guess what? You're going to get to a point where you go, hey, let me help a person that just promoted do the same thing and explain to them things that I've fallen on my face of. So you kind of get the point where I'm talking about. <clears throat> okay, enough about that. As I said a few weeks ago or a month ago, it might have been longer now. I asked people for questions of topics that they would want, and I got quite a few hits on Instagram about it. So this one, let me grab my paper here. Um, this question was asked, how do you motivate less than motivated members to train and get involved with their shift or their crew? And this is from uh, richapple17 on Instagram. So like I said, I'm going to get to the questions that people sent me and... I'll mention your name if, if it's on here because I appreciate you taking your time to respond to me and give me a topic to talk about. So, okay. So how are we going to motivate less than motivated people to train and get involved? Well, 
it can be a little bit easier to do when you're promoted new to a spot and you go there and you have this person because you can start off in a little way that I'm going to talk about here, which can make it easy because you're going to set precedence from being brand new. But if you've been promoted for a while and now you've maybe bid to a spot and you had an awesome crew before, but you just wanted to change the view and change stations. And now you walked into a different spot where now you have this person who's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, they're not, you can tell they're just not motivated to train or do much or. So I'll, t- I'll break it down in two different ways. When you're brand new, it's easy to come in and kind of set the precedent. For the most part, people are going to know who you are anyway, and they already know what you've done in your past career. So if you're a lazy bum and now all of a sudden you're going to come in and drop the hammer, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. And I've talked about that, I think, in the expectation episode or or one of them. So there's that fine line, right? You're going to hear me talk about Captain Good Times as well, but... Uh, it's a little bit easier to come in. If you've already had that reputation that you're the training type guy who's always loved to learn and train and now you're promoted, well, what do you think the crews are going to expect from you? But if you've kind of been in the middle, okay, you're safe. If you've been somebody who has really not been involved and now you're going to try to drop the hammer, that's going to be the more difficult spot to be in. But let's just say you're the average middle person. You like to train. You don't have to go out every day and do two to three drills, but you know, it's not like you're the person that has a reputation that, you sat in your uh, dorm all day and watch TV and things. So now you're promoted and you're the boss and now you're going to tell everybody else how the, how to do it. So let's say you're the middle. Okay. Um, a good rule of thumb, I think I've been have done because I was told is even if you're new or you promote and you've been on and now you switch stations after a few years, cause this happened to me, I promoted, um, was at my spot for six months, my first spot. Okay, that's my brand new probation time. Then I promoted out of there, went to another, not promoted out, bid out to another spot that I stayed at for a little over four years. And then I'm at the current spot I'm at now for the last year. So that in-between time, right? So when I go from my spot that I was at for a while to my new one, I still employ this type of procedure. I don't go in and try to change things right away. I go and I come in and just observe for about the first uh, month. See how the programs run. I don't wait and tell them what to expect from me for the first month. Like I have my SOP SOGs that I've talked about in previous episode. And I think even when you work a 24 hour overtime at a spot, you may never work at again. If that's how big your department is, you still have to um, relay your SOP SOGs on what you want on done on things. But I'm talking, you're just, you give them your SOP SOGs of how you want incidents to be run but I'm talking looking at how people do things. How do they maintain the station, the apparatus, training, things of that nature. See how things are run. And I work at a dual company house. So I have another captain, which I like because we have the engine in the truck. And they each have their own um, drills and tasks and things. And we all work together and it's great. I have it easy right now. It's like I don't have to deal with this situation where I'm explaining. But I have been in this situation with these types. And so there's that break-in period, right? I give it for like a month. Not only am I letting them uh, see how I operate, I'm watching them. And I think I've mentioned this before in here, but maybe it's because I mentioned it in other classes I teach. It's kind of like the dog park, right? Uh, If you've been to a dog park before, dogs running around like crazy, and then the gate opens, 
Another dog comes in, and then what happens? It's like everybody hits the brakes. Dog's heads pick up. They look. Come over. Now it's the merry-go-sniff. sniff. Everybody's just sniff, 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 sniff. Right? Little bites here, little jabs here, and they, everybody's running around. Then it's, okay, we're good. Everybody runs around. And then a dog leaves or another one comes in. It's like the same procedure over and over. So I always make it seem like the firehouse can be a dog park where no matter what rank or how much time you've had on, people come in and they kind of sniff around and they watch how you do things and go from there. But now you're the boss, though. So you just observe. And within that month time, all you right, you just hear things constantly. People talking. Everybody's personality comes out. A month's a long time to observe. And you work a few overtimes here and there. You work with the other shifts, work with the personnel. You kind of mix. And you see how things operate. But then throughout that month, I'll try to meet with people individually, uh, other the whole rest of the crew, and just talk to them and see, because you can't always, like you're going to get a lot of information as it is anyway from them driving around and going on calls and you're asking them, they got family, they got kids, where do they live? Uh, things like that. But I want to make sure I, I do have all that information. Maybe I haven't had time or whatever it may be. I just kind of ask about them. What's their background? What's their goals? It's a lot easier to do that when you meet with them individually than it is into an open forum because we're all, for the most part, type A's and and you get ribbed if you say one thing. And so I let them have a little moment where it's like, okay. And for those of you that follow Jocko Willink, he's got a good video that I take off of YouTube and I show people. And it's a funny thing about this whole interview. I don't want to necessarily talk about it now because it's worth watching the video. I'll see if I can link it into the show notes, but he's basically talking about this meeting with the people and taking over maybe a situation that was difficult because he got a couple of different difficult employees. And he's talking about this interview type thing within that first month. And he's like, you can't sit there and write notes down like, okay, he has three kids and he likes this because people are going to think you're weird when you do that. Right. So you're just trying to, don't write it down is basically what I'm saying, but I'll, I'll see if I can link it into the show notes. It's pretty good. Um, but I just meet with them, kind of see what their goals are. Maybe they're getting ready to take the test. They want to take the test. They're on probation. You don't know. So there's daily or monthly things we have to deal with when people are on probation in, in all ranks. So I got to make sure I'm doing my job for them if, uh, if they're on probation. So things like that. And then uh, I kind of observe. So then I go, okay. This person is the one that doesn't like to train, doesn't like to do anything extra, pretty much shows up to work, does the minimum, hangs out in their lock. Or lock God, why do I keep saying that? Hangs out in their dorm, things of that nature. Well, instead of going right to that person, go, hey, what's your problem? You can ask around to the other captains that have been around a minute. You may already know this person, but maybe there's something more going on that's creating that behavior. So whether it's stress at home, families, things are going on, maybe this person doesn't get along with this person in the station, whatever it may be, that interview time might be a time that you can breach through that and ask, but it might be too early. So you just have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, is there something else going on? I don't know about what's going on with this person. Uh, So always explore that avenue. Before you just go straight to this guy's just a lazy pile of crap and doesn't want to do anything. So 
there's all there's probably a, a contributing factor to why this person is the way they were because I highly doubt they got hired like that. But you never know; some people slip through the cracks. But um, for the most part, it's probably not your entire crew that's anti-training. It's maybe just one person. So one thing that I've tried, and it wasn't necessarily because my crew was like I had this situation. But you know that thing where you want your crew to invest, be feel like they're they're being invested into and they can invest into the crew and they have a say so in things. So we made a list. My old my station prior to this, I said, okay, let's make a list of things that you want to train on. You make the list, the crew, not me. Now, yeah, I have a couple things that I personally like. I like forcible entry, auto X, and elevators. Those are like the three things. A lot of times I don't say anything to anybody when I first go to a spot because I don't like to walk in and who does? Hey guys, I'm going to teach you everything there is about elevators because that's my thing. Now, I sit back and then somehow it'll get out and people say, oh, you know a little bit? I'm like, yeah, and one day uh, if you want, we'll, uh, we'll go over that. Sounds cool. But, you know, I'm not interjecting what I want on that list. I give them the, time, the ability and the time. So, okay, line up and we're going to, uh, at, at, at line up one day, I'll just be like, okay, I want you guys to make a list of things that you want to, train on over the next six months. Write everything down. I don't care what it is. And there's those big ticket ones, right? Like auto X. Okay. You got to secure a car and you got to do that's a little more work than just walking a roof, walking buildings, getting a forceful entry pop. But so what? Let them write everything down and then let's digest and try to figure out how can we make all that work? Give them the buy-in to make the decisions of creating that training schedule. You know, your department has a training schedule too. So that's why I say six months. If they gave you 20 topics, 30, you could probably accomplish that because that's specific to what they want to do. And maybe the department is going to overlap and have the same type training. But you know what I'm saying? If you had department training plus these 30 topics that they wanted to do, that might take six months. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so let them fill it out. Tell them, hey, bring it back in a couple shifts. Let's all sit down in a lineup in a couple shifts and give them a hard date, say three shifts from now. Okay, three shifts from now, let's bring it to the table and let's discuss it. Boom. See And see if that person kind of throws their hat in the ring on what they want to do. See if that sparks something to get them motivated to try to want to do something. And if it's something they like, what if it's something they're really passionate about, like ropes and knots or something? Okay, cool. Once you find that, run with it. Let them be that person. They don't, maybe they don't like everything else. Okay, that's fine. Let them be that person and give them that opportunity. See if that sparks bringing them around. That's to get this like non-motivated crew or maybe a person going. But if you already have a motivated crew, it's pretty easy, right? You just do your training. Like I'm very fortunate right now. My crew wants to train all the time because we have a lot of probationary people, but we also have very motivated. My engineers are very motivated. A newer firefighter that's off probation, but very motivated to teach the other two that are on probation. And we're just in a good spot to do that. Both captains, myself and my other captain partner are very motivated to train. So that's easy. When you have that, you run with it. And there's times where I'm like, geez, we almost exhaust each other where every once in a while you just got to take a day off. And you're like, whew, let's take a break because we're doing a bunch of drills. But it is impressive and fun to have that. So that is good. But now I'm talking about what we've already set up. So Maybe you have the more senior crew that you're like, oh, this isn't, uh, this is going to be a little more difficult. Once you get that to be the norm, that that's how you operate. It's easy when you're brand new 
And um, uh, hold on one second here. All right, sorry about that. Had to handle something real quick. It's easy when you're brand new to set that precedent of training, like this is how it's just going to be. And people are just going to adapt or they're not. So if you come in that way, good. What's when you try to come in now you've let that month, two, three, four months go by and you really haven't trained a much, you haven't, and you've kind of set the, the precedent of how things operate. And then all of a sudden you want to ramp it up. That's going to be tough. So if you come in new, not only like we've talked about allowing yourself to be new with everything you're learning, but if you kind of make training the norm, it's going to be a lot easier to just be like that. Well, that's the norm now with this, with you as the captain, that's the norm. So if you've gone everything, you've talked to them, you've spoken to them individually, you've tried to investigate if there's something else that's causing them to have this kind of attitude, uh, you've given them this option of making a training list and they're still just not checking in, you might have to have a little more serious talk with them about a standard or an expectation and maybe have a little more formal of a meeting to explain it. And then if you still get pushback, I hate to be the one that says you tell somebody, maybe you need to move on to some other station because you're moving one issue to another station. Try your best to invest into that person and try to really, really find out what's going on. And you've heard me say it in multiple other episodes. It's uncomfortable. Prepare to be uncomfortable. If you're asking to be the supervisor or the leader or company officer, prepare to be uncomfortable because there's times where you're like trying to talk to grown people about some situations and things happen and it's just crazy. So try to invest in that. If maybe they're just not happy, maybe sometimes people get stuck at a spot and they're just at a station for so long that they just need to change the view, but they need a push or somebody else to tell them, hey, maybe you should try going over here or over there or whatever because this is the program. I'm not trying to say I'm like you're being an asshole, but you can't just be walked all over either. We have a job and a task and a mission that has to be accomplished. So it's just, it can be uncomfortable trying to get there. But if all of that fails, whew, I've given you some steps, call me and then we'll try to figure it out together or lean on a friend and go, all right, I've done all of these things. Not that I'm saying this is the only answer. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying here's some options for you. Um, then there's something else that's going on that needs to happen. So, all right. Like I said, I got uh, my current crew and even our whole department. It's just we're so young right now. The past few years, we've just been hiring class after class after class and then promoting quick and people retiring. It's crazy. So, it's very easy for us to drill because the probationary firefighters have drills they have to do anyway. So it's not like I'm standing out there leading drills or the other captain or the other engineers, the probationary people have drills and then that sparks another drill. So having a probationary person also could be a good thing. Maybe, Oh, there you go. Light just came on. Maybe there's a way to get a probationary firefighter in to your crew when you have a person who's not really checked in and see if that's another option to kind of spark up getting them motivated to do some things, allowing them to teach the knowledge they have to the probationary. Now, granted, if they're just bitter and they poo-poo everything and they're, they're dragging this down, then now, okay, that's different. But I don't want to what if everything. I'm just trying to give you some type of scenarios to deal with. It's very easy to go, and back to what I was talking about, it's very easy to go with um, having these probationary firefighters checking off what they need to and just running a few calls, making dinner, 
going to bed and going about your day. Don't forget about your engineers, your drivers, senior firefighters. They're an important part of it as well. You need to find out what they want to do, where their goals are, because it's very easy for us to just say, oh, I'm maxed out, just listening to boot drills, signing off their paperwork, and then never investing in your engineers that are running your sh- the station for you as well, your other firefighters and trying to keep them motivated and advancing them as well. And I kind of relate it to if you're willing to be that person who's going to invest in people in all ranks and help kind of similar to what I'm doing. And you know, those people that have helped you, you know, those people that exist out there that's in your circle. Uh, it's kind of like a constant bird nest, right? So you build the nest, you get your chicks in there and then they grow up and they fly away. And I've kind of noticed that the biggest one I've had as a company officer is the two engineers I had when I was at my spot for four years. They were awesome. We spent years together and it's awesome to see them now, both of them promoted to captain. And it's awesome to see them now flourishing on their own. And I'm not saying I had anything to do with that because they were super motivated to get to where they're at. But we did work together and I think I did mold a little bit along with the other captain that I was with, molded them a bit. But it's kind of like, yeah, I, I tell them to their face even that I had like depression when they left because you're like, oh, we had it so good. But then you have to know that they want to move up too. just enjoy the time that you have with them because they're probably going to leave the nest eventually too, especially if you're one that's helping people and you're willing to do that. You're, it's like you're setting yourself up to be let down every time if you're willing to push and give people help and pass on the knowledge you have. It's almost like you're setting yourself up, but that's okay. That's part of it. The only reason I started this is because I don't want to look back in life and go, ooh, I regret that I should have done this. I didn't want that to happen. And to wrap it up, I wanted to think, bring up something that I had brought up at the start. Um, I thought something that I hear regularly at work that really puts me into check on what I was talking about earlier with allowing yourself to be new, but uh, enjoying life and staying in the moment and just trying to learn and, and be happy. And it's very easy to be negative with all this stuff that we hear and see, but there's one event that happens regularly that really checks me. <clears throat> and I know you've, you've been on it. If you've been in, if you're an explorer or a reserve firefighter, EMT, worked on an ambulance, hell, even a hospital, any type of EMS related fire, private, doesn't matter. I know you've seen this. <clears throat> in the current station I'm at now, we have a radio that we can hear all the calls on our channel in that area. So I get up at 5.30 or 6 every morning. We get relief at 7. But I get up to read a little bit in the morning, make sure all my paperwork's done. It's just... I don't know. I just get up earlier because that's just me. I'm not the only one. I know a lot of people do, but I'll be sitting in the office, making sure the logbook's all wrapped up. My reports are closed out and you will hear a, a unit or could be yours that gets toned out. Say it's six, six thirty in the morning. You get toned out to a cardiac arrest and you're like, Oh, that sucks. Now we can joke about it and say, Oh, start your day with a DOA, right? How many of us have heard that? And that's somehow kind of the sick, tormented way that we deal with some of our things that we're exposed to. But when you think about that, 
And uh, I'm not the only one who's thought about this. It's just you, you think about it. But you think, okay, that sucks, especially when it's somebody that's young. Because that person probably went to bed, went to sleep, thinking they had all these plans for the next day, didn't wake up. And every time I hear that happen, 6, 6.30, even it doesn't matter in the afternoon. It's just the afternoon ones, right? Most time people are moving around. They just drop or drop right there and have a heart attack. That sucks too. But I'm talking about the ones that, and even the ones that drop when they're walking at a Costco or doing whatever, they didn't think that was going to happen either. But I'm talking the ones that, the one that hits me the hardest is when you're thinking like, okay, all right, I got tomorrow, I got to plant those plants in the backyard. I'm going to go to my kid's softball game, blah, blah, blah. And you don't wake up. And it's going to happen to all of us. Obviously, someday something's going to happen. But those are the ones now that I think, um, like, man, uh, that's motivation for me to try to stay in the moment, to try to keep pushing material and be happy. It's tough, right? So there's going to be episodes I talk about in the future about mental health and some pretty gnarly stuff that I went through before, but I'm going to, I'm waiting to do that till I get the stuff together with um, where I can interview people. Cause I have people that have reached out to me that want to talk about the mental health and they're way more into the understanding of it. So those are coming, believe me, that's coming, but I don't know. I don't want to leave you on a, a sad note, but I'm just saying, those are the things that I think and see that go, okay, stay in the moment, keep moving forward, be happy with where you're at, live like today's your last day. But at the same time, right, it's this balance. You're trying to just be new and be yourself and try to learn and and keep moving forward and trying to pass on knowledge. So I don't know. It was just something I was observing the other morning and I was like, well, I need to write that down and and uh, kind of bring that one around. So, so Rich Apple 17, I hope I answered your question there. Thank you for doing that. I'm going to keep putting out questions or sorry, uh, keep throwing in questions in these episodes. I have the next two episodes already laid out. <clears throat> the uh, 11th episode is going to be about the firehouse kitchen table. And then episode 12 is going to be how to make any firehouse a great one. I already have those topics for that. And then I will take uh, a question from Instagram that people had sent me and I'll wrap that in there too. So I hope you got something out of this. Uh, you should probably have already our, our contact info, but Instagram is the fire officer project. Uh, website once again www.thefireofficerproject.com we do have facebook i don't use the facebook as much instagram and the website will be a way to link not only the calendar also on instagram you can link to the podcast in the bio the calendar in the bio you don't even have to touch the website if you don't want i set it up to how people operate whatever platform they like the best so um, straight to the website or instagram everything's linked in there in the bio as well Thank you for your support. Thank you for the donations you've had, you've sent so far. I love interacting with people. I try to get back to you as soon as I can on, on Instagram. And yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping that this platform's working and that uh, you're enjoying it. Please let me know your thoughts. If you can, share it on to others. I would appreciate that very much. Have a good day, and we'll talk to you later.